you'd remain standing for our scripture reading, which comes from the Gospel of Luke, chapter 21, verses 29 through 36. Jesus told them a parable. Look at the fig tree and all the trees. When they sprout leaves, you can see for yourselves and know that summer is near. In the same way, when you see these things happening, you know that God's kingdom is near. I assure you that this generation won't pass away until everything has happened. Heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will certainly not pass away. Take care that your hearts aren't dulled by drinking parties, drunkenness, and the anxieties of day-to-day life. Don't let that day fall upon you unexpectedly like a trap. It will come upon everyone who lives on the face of the whole earth. Stay alert at all times, praying that you are strong enough to escape everything that is about to happen and to stand before the human one. This is the word of God for us, the people of God. Thanks be to God, if I can invite you to be seated. This morning we're going to be continuing our sermon series, Refuel, where we're focusing on refueling our spirits and refilling our reserves that we've drawn upon on the last two years. And so last Sunday we began this sermon series by acknowledging that as many of us have come out of COVID in whatever version or um, level of, of what we did to face it, Um, we've rushed to get back to normal and I think we've seen many examples and maybe some of us have experienced personally that we're not bouncing back quite like we had anticipated or would want and a lot of that is because we're probably we can look and we can see that we have not been intentional in refilling or replenishing the reserves in our tanks and really if you think about it we have to start somewhere Because we can't depend on drawing from our reserves time and time again without putting anything back into your tank. You can't keep driving your vehicle without occasionally filling it up. And so what we do is we run the risk of falling, especially if we have not intentionally focused on God and on the knowledge that we have that the story of God is the story of you and it's the story of me, it's the story of Jesus, and it's the story of life. And it's this story that you and I are able to place our lives in. We are invited to be a part of. We are invited to respond with our worship and our service and everything else that we do. And so last week we looked at that, and then we ended the sermon by by just pausing and saying, what would it be like for us to spend five minutes a day without a cell phone, without a tablet, without a distraction, without a television, without a radio, without whatever it is it takes for you, to set aside to just spend five minutes in the presence of God, five minutes just allowing our mind to just do what it needs to do in order to focus on refueling and refilling our tanks and our reserves. This morning we're going to be taking some time and and going a little step further and, and looking at the opportunity that you and I have to turn to God when we need His strength. Now, culturally, I think we can look over the last couple years and see how things have kind of shifted. Before COVID, everything went according to plan. You could get what you needed relatively quickly, meaning you could sit down on your computer or pull up your phone, even sitting here in worship, and think, I need this, and I need it on Wednesday. You could place the order, you could hit order, and you could know with about 99.9% confidence that on Wednesday, whatever item you ordered would be delivered at your door, right? We'd kind of gotten comfortable in that, hadn't we? 
we were able to have what we needed when we wanted it, whether it was, you know, due to technological innovation that, of course, has happened over, you know, the last 50 or 60 or 100 years. When you went shopping, it was rare to see an empty shelf. And if you did, uh, you knew that um, the stock person would be shortly there behind you to fill it up. And so in short, what I'm saying is this cultural shift, is, it's happened. And part of that is because we, have been, we were unprepared for what we were about to face. This past week, I read two different articles on college students going to universities out of high school in 2018, 2019, and 2020. So the first said that before COVID-19, so this is before March 2020, so this is when everything is normal, life is chugging along, you know, thing, there's not shortages or any of those things that we're experiencing now. And what the article said basically was that before, in 20, uh, before covid Universities, institutions of higher learning in the United States were reporting that their mental health services were being overwhelmed. And so basically, students were arriving at college and they were unprepared. They were not prepared emotionally. They were not prepared um, for, for being on their own. They weren't prepared to be challenged. And in short, part of that is because they had not taken the time to, they didn't have reserves to draw from. And so they were suffering from anxiety and they were suffering from other issues that were causing them then to get into this place where they were now on their own. They no longer had their structure. They no longer had their community around them. And so they were seeking help. See, I think their experience and their level of overall comfort with life is evidence of what we've all experienced in terms of us being unprepared. To deal with shortages, to deal with after effects, and, and really that's where we're, we're at now. And we need the strength that comes to us from God and from Jesus. In his Gospel, Luke um, writes that, that Jesus told the disciples and his followers to keep alert at all times and, and pray that you might be strong enough to escape and stand before the Son of Man. So what is Jesus saying to us? He's, he's saying to his followers that, that they can turn to the Lord and they can ask for strength and that we can pray for that strength. We can ask for it and be, God will give it to us in order to enable us to stand before him at the end. But see, first we need the strength of God to help us get through the today and tomorrow and next week and whatever else we have going in front of us. And it's, Lord, give me strength. And I don't think Jesus offered an example or, or said that we had to ask for God's strength in any more intricate or any more eloquent way than just saying that we need his strength. And if you examine your heart and think about what it means for you to utter these, these words in prayer, this is really a prayer that, that we humbly ask of God. It's a prayer where we acknowledge that we are ill-equipped to face our challenges on our own. It's a prayer where we acknowledge and confess that we need the strength of God to undergird us as we go through our day. And as we refill our reserves, we realize that we are not able to do it on our own. And so we ask God for help, for strength, for Him to fill us with His presence. 
And you could look at the Gospels, and the Gospels gives us uh, examples of this. Because Jesus prayed this same prayer for himself as he asked God for strength. And as he told the disciples that they needed to pray it for themselves as well. I was thinking, and, and obviously there are lots of instances in the scriptures that you can go and read where Jesus spent time in prayer and asked God for strength and asked God for guidance and, and whatever other reason that it was that he went to, to the Lord in prayer. But I think there are a few big ones, you know, that, that all of us can think of. In the upper left, when Jesus went into the wilderness and spent 40 days and was tempted by, by the evil one in the desert, I have to believe that God, he prayed to God, give him strength especially as he was tempted, especially as his time of, of fasting got longer and longer as he was spending more and more days out there, which was all part of his plan. We, ha we can know that, that God gave him strength. On the Mount of Transfiguration, which is in the middle, you know, Jesus spent uh, time in prayer before God allowed the disciples to truly see who he was. And I have to believe that part of what Jesus was praying up there before Moses and Elijah appeared to him or appeared with him is I believe that Jesus was praying, God, give me strength for the events that are about to occur are going to set and plan things that are in motion that are going to lead to my crucifixion and ultimately my death. I need you to give me strength and fortitude and the ability to be able to face whatever's before me. And the Garden of Gethsemane, we know that Jesus went and prayed. And he prayed for God to take the cup from him, but he also prayed for God to give him the strength to face the trials that he knew were ahead of him. He prayed for strength for himself, but even more, he prayed for strength for his followers because he knew the challenges that, that they would experience, that we would experience. And what he tells us is that the only place we can receive this strength is from God himself. Because God offers you more than just willpower. God offers you more than just a temporary strength to get through something short term. What God offers us is an opportunity to harness and to receive the strength that can both help us through our challenges, but also can overcome the evil one. Because we need the strength of God in this battle of good versus evil. It's only with uh, the, the strength of God that, that you and I can find strength when, when the temptation before us is just to give up. If we're not asking God to give us this strength and rooting ourselves in Him by, by being present with other believers and by being in His Word, then, then we run the risk of falling away from God. And we run the risk of actively and engaging and choosing to pursue our faith. And we run the risk of falling away. I think this is kind of a funny way to think of falling away because it's usually not that dramatic when you fall away from God. Because for most people, it's not an active decision. It's not them saying, you know, I'm done. But it's an active work by the evil one in making us think by small increments that our faith doesn't matter. 
or putting just enough doubt in our mind when, when we haven't been around for a while that, that uh, others are going to judge us because I've been gone or, or I can do better things or other things with my time. Jesus himself knew that, that falling away was going to be a challenge for his followers. He knew that, that we would be challenged in falling away when we were experiencing persecution and in other challenges. But he also knew that there would be a risk to fall away when things got comfortable and easy and we didn't have to work or focus on our faith in the same way. In both cases, the temptation is there. In the Gospel of Matthew, chapter 24, verse 10, Jesus said, at that time, many will fall away from the faith. Paul also wrote to the church in Thessalonica, or Thessaloniki, however you want to pronounce it. Uh, Let no one deceive you by any means, for that day will not come unless the falling away comes first. See, friends, both Jesus and Paul knew the risk that we face in falling away. The risk of giving up on God and the risk of thinking that pursuing a relationship with Him is no longer worth the effort or worth the time. And that risk is the same that the early disciples experienced, it's the same that you and I experience today. And we all know people who have fallen away. We know that in many cases it was unintentional. They just slipped away and stopped refilling their reserves until they came to a point where they heard the voice maybe telling them, it's not worth going back. But what we have to do is hear the voice of God telling us the positive and his willingness to give us the strength. And so Jesus offers us this choice that even as the seeds of doubt are planted by the enemy, he invites us to pursue that which is worth it. And we can do that by asking God to give us strength. Strength that helps us to overcome and strength that helps us to thrive and and strength that helps us to, to know and to have the assurance that we can and we are and we are able to walk with Him. In the book of Daniel, God gives Daniel the strength even as he faced consequences of his choice to be faithful to God. Daniel experienced a vision of a man coming to him. In the book of Daniel, verse 10, there's this vision, and and, um, Daniel, it says, So how can I, my Lord's servant, speak with you, my Lord? Even now there's no strength in me, and I can barely breathe. The one who looked like a human being touched me again and gave me strength. He said, Don't be afraid. You are greatly treasured. All will be with you. Be strong. As he spoke with me, I suddenly felt strong. Then I said, my Lord, can I go, can go on because you've made me strong. Oh, so Daniel's story we know is he's in the home of, of Nebuchadnezzar. He's in the palace of Babylon. He's been um, selected among the Jewish young men to, to work in the temple courts and to work for the king. And he actually, because of his faithfulness, has been you know, risen up to where he's, I believe, right under the king himself. Daniel's facing challenges because of his faith, and he is weakened because of his position, and an angel of the Lord appears to him and gives him strength. And Daniel was able to face his challenges. 
because of this strength that he received from God and because of the willingness that he had to continually to turn to God and to say to God, it is only from you that I need and I desire and I require strength. See, this is the same strength that Jesus invites us to ask God for. Strength that will help us to overcome and will help us to thrive. In Luke chapter 21, verses 34 through 36, Jesus said, Take care that your hearts aren't dulled by drinking parties, drunkenness, and the anxieties of day-to-day life. Don't let that day fall upon you unexpectedly like a trap. It will come upon everyone who lives on the face of the whole earth. Stay alert at all times, praying that you are strong enough to escape everything that is about to happen and to stand before the human one. So Jesus is telling his followers, don't let your hearts get weighed down and rest in the strength of God. Refuel in the strength of God. Replenish in the strength of God. And we can receive this by focusing single-heartedly toward God who gives us strength. Strength on those that are focused on him. Strength to those who are willing to ask. Because it's only in His power that we are able to turn from all that weighs us down and we have to orient our hearts towards Jesus. Friends, God offers us this strength, but we have to ask for it. In humility and single-heartedly, Lord, give me strength.